Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Betches Media presents At Betches a podcast hosted by Betches co-founders Jordana Abraham, Sammy Sage, and me, Aileen Drexler. We talk about it all, from the latest celeb drama to the best movies to TV shows that we're so obsessed with right now. We share all of our thoughts, even the unpopular ones. Welcome to our pop culture group chat. This is going to be just like senior year, except for funner. Hello, and welcome back to the At Betches podcast. I'm Sammy. And I'm Aileen. And Jordana is unfortunately out sick today. We are really upset about that, but we are gonna we are here holding down the fort. We're gonna talk about all things pop culture. You didn't watch Black Mirror, right? No, I didn't watch Black okay, Mirror. I like was texting her about Black Mirror because she told me she really liked one episode, and then I watched it. And I was like, it was the most fucked up episode. And I'm like, how did you like this? Which one? Which one? Like the Aaron Paul episode. Can you give me like a little brief synopsis? Um, just also the audience because they're listening. I don't want to give it up. Just a premise. Just what's the premise? It's um, it's about two guys, but it's like set in the '60s, but like in an alternate sort of history where they had like these, I guess, robotic people. Where um, these guys were astronauts, right? So they were. Josh Hartnett making a huge comeback. Really? Comeback. And Aaron Paul are like astronaut partners. They're in space, but they have these, but back at home, they have these like sort of robotic, lifelike replicas of them at home with their families sort of taking their place. And because they're in space for so long, they can, the real Josh Hartnett and Aaron Paul can like plug in their um, little key tags in space and then sort of come back to their robot bodies like their like their souls can come back to their robot bodies you know i don't like robots it wasn't robots it was almost just like they were playing themselves okay. in both space and earth and um but you're just you see them come in and out of like who is where and then, and then there was like some some it, it was like a little bit more horror but anyway, oh, I don't like horror. But honestly, the marketing of it is just so fucked up is definitely working on me. Because <laughs> I'm just so like, well, up. what is it? Okay, I just need to know, like, in what vein is it fucked up? I'll Google it and see if fucked that's up. something I want to watch. <laughs> it's, but there's many the different up types. Vein. Um, give me the categories of fucked up. Um, bloody, like bloody and gross. Okay, what's another category? Like just morally repugnant. Like just who the fuck whatever. Like that's just so disgusting. Like out okay, of the norm give me another um really surprising like things that you would never expect to happen are just that are terrible happen. okay um, tragic another- tragic okay so it's three out of four it's three out of four okay <laughs> and then well i was thinking the last one's tragic where it's like emotionally um, yeah tragic yes. devastating yes tragic is four okay so it's so, four out of four so it wasn't like it wasn't surprising. Like you weren't like, oh my God, how it, it was more, it was shocking because of how fucked up it was. Okay. So three is because of four. 
All right. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I say like morally repugnant, I say like Raquel fucking Sandoval, that type of thing where you're like, oh, it's so fucked up. Where, you know, yeah, yeah. Where you're like, how could a person? Three out of four. Three out of okay. four. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. You're making it sound good, even though. All right. Well, but we'll so see. I want, so, but yeah, if that's, if Jordana weren't sick today, we, I'd, I'd want to go in on well, we it, did, but we could so. do it another day. Maybe um, I'll watch it by then. Yeah, watch it. Um. Anyway, but there was, there was another really good episode, Joan. Um, is awful. I think you would like that too. That was okay. that wasn't like fucked up. It was more just like interesting and intriguing. I and like that. It's Annie Murphy is in it. There's like some really good cameos in this one. Salma Hayek's in it. It's really okay, good. I, I'll watch that one. That sounds like lovely. The rest are, um, in my opinion, just not as exciting. I didn't. I didn't find. I found those two to be the most because I guess it had like the most star characters. Um, or actors, excuse me, but I'm trying to remember the other ones, but there was one that was really dumb, had nothing to do with like technology. Anyway. That's okay. No, but it's about technology. It's like Black Mirror. Yeah, but it's also sort of like just like fucked up human stuff. I suppose. It was, it was for anybody who did see it and want to know which one I'm talking about. It was the, um, paparazzi one. So. Oh, okay. Paparazzi sounds good. Yeah. That's definitely like tech because you goes it goes digital, it goes viral. What else are they taking it for? Not for the newspaper. It was set in like the night, like it was set not now. It was set sort of like in the 2000s. That sounds even more exciting. You're Ugh. really you're really doing a great job advertising. <laughs> it's a shame that they're not sponsoring this segment. Yeah, right. <laughs> you've you've gotten me. What I'm gonna do? What am I gonna do tonight? I'm gonna watch Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should start with Jonah's Awful though. That one is Jonah's like, Awful. Yeah, okay. the first one. Cool, cool. And All then right. go to Aaron Paul. Okay, when if you're I have ready that. to be three out Fucked of four. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Let's talk about other things. Sammy, what's going on? In in my life, um, (laughs) a lot. Um, Oh, we're having the Betches party tomorrow. Very excited. Are you excited? Betches, yeah, summer summer day out at, yeah, Sammy, where's the venue? At Casa Sammy. Casa (laughs) Sammy. Yes, Sammy is hosting. Camp Sammy. I'm hosting Camp Sammy. I actually did a dry run this weekend with uh, my friends and their two daughters, who are two, and... The, the facilities have been tested. Okay. There's plenty of entertainment. I just ordered a slip and slide at the request of some of our, um, some of the Betches team while I was in a meeting with them <laughs> before this. And I was like, don't worry, I got you Amazon overnight. It'll be there tomorrow. I've never done a slip and slide. So oh, that's awesome. Also, Camp Sammy, not to be confused with Camp WeWork. <laughs> oh. No, this is not. What was that like, called? No one's paying to come here. Yeah, no, this is just like a day. Well, we are paying to make it, but what? Right, what but <laughs> so was what, WeWork. What? What was that called? The WeWork one? I think it was like Camp We WeWork Camp. We camp. No, <laughs> it wasn't called We Camp. It should have been. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was like it was like festively a campy. What I, I mean, the name is irrelevant to the substance, but this is going to be a day of games and. Lots of surprises. There are so many items that have been delivered to my house and only more to come. Exciting for our team. Sorry, audience. And me. (laughs) I love to host a party. You know there's nothing that gives me a greater thrill. (laughs) I'm so glad. So you'll see that also on our Insta. Um, Technically, when this we're recording on – because of tomorrow, we are usually record on Thursdays, but 
we're recording on Wednesday, and therefore you will see this on Instagram today when you hear this show. Indeed. Aileen, aren't you covering it on the Betches Instagram? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not partaking in, I'm not partaking in the games because no I'm games. In just my sports. I'll, I'll be like in my third trimester. So I'll just be sort of sitting in most <laughs> most cases. But you know, fanning off. There have been times when I realized I shouldn't have trusted my gut, like watching that extra show when I know I really should go to sleep because I have to wake up early or buying that pair of shoes that I really don't need. Probiotics can help with most of your gut decisions, but if your gut needs a little support, Ritual has your back. I love Ritual. I used to take Ritual's prenatals. It made me feel so strong and healthy during my pregnancy. My nails were so strong. My hair was great. I just really love the brand. Their three-in-one supplement includes a prebiotic, probiotic, and postbiotic with two of the world's most clinically studied probiotic strains Postbiotics provide fuel to the cells that make up the gut lining to support a healthy gut barrier. Ritual's delayed-release capsules are designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract. It's an all-in-one minty capsule, and there's no refrigeration needed. And Ritual uses scientific tools to select lower carbon packaging, prioritizing sustainability-sourced ingredients, and set ambitious climate goals. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash betches. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash betches for 25% off. What is going on in the celebrity news world? Okay, one thing that I don't care about at all is that Ryan Seacrest is going to become (laughs) the new host of the Wheel of Fortune. I just wanted to mention that because I thought it was so ridiculous that I got so many news notifications for this because like... Who cares? Am I? Am, tell me when Raquel signs her contract or doesn't. Give me a give me a notification for that. New York Times. I don't. What? Who's watching Wheel of Fortune? Audience, raise I mean, your hand. It's on. Like it's been on. It's forty-one seasons. That's awesome. Audience, <laughs> is anyone watching Wheel of Fortune? And if you are, no hate. I'm, no hate. It's not it's, about like hate. It's just like why is this such a why is it so like overreported? You know what I mean? It's just like it's like a it's always I always catch like the last or not I always now, but I used to always catch like the last like five minutes because it was always on right That's before. The best part. Right. It was always on right before Jeopardy. Like, yeah, either Jeopardy or like the sh- next show that when, like you're when gonna people watch. had cable. Right. <laughs> and I just remember. But it's it is funny that like, yeah, who cares? But In terms of just like legacy TV, maybe people feel like it's a big deal. I guess it's funny because like Ryan does so many things. At this point, I can't really – I forgot about Ryan Seacrest because I'm so focused on Andy Cohen. But that's my other question. It's like (laughs) why – can we give this host job to someone else? No, I think it's a good one for Ryan. Why? Because there are probably other of, amazing hosts in the world and, and we could try out a new person. But they needed somebody who was really established as a host because this is like a big show, you know? People come to see Pat Sajak. Do they? Well, no. They, I think also Vanna White was like, what am I supposed to do without Pat? Okay. Well. <laughs> so <dumb. laughs> Yeah, she okay, was like, what am I supposed to do without D- Pat? So is Ryan Seacrest. And so Ryan he's even also not said, Pat. 
No, but he says, I can't wait to continue the tradition of spinning the wheel and working alongside the great Vanna White. Okay, and so could somebody else say that if they were chosen as the host? (laughs) It's just so funny to me that Vanna White is just like has been standing there. She doesn't even press the the buttons. And she she has so much name recognition. Like she is a household name. She is like legit. She doesn't just stands there. She looks gorge. She has such a cool name. It's also 90s. Has the secrets of the board, you know? She like knows. She knows where to go to like wave her hand. Yes. It's a good it's a good game. I, I would mean, say Meghan Markle could have taken that job. You know, she did have the deal or no deal experience. So if Vanna really can't get by without Pat, Megan, I hear is she's free. She's free. Yeah, she's, she's of, free. She's a lot of spare time. Yeah, we'll see. But that's the news that is not that exciting. But 40 years is a long time to be a host of a show. I mean, like, let's give it to Pat Pat. I give that. I give that to Pat. I give that to Pat. That's awesome. The show is yeah, like a staple American show in nursing homes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, like it's fun to watch. Okay, do you come home at six thirty or whatever? Is that time? I don't know. And 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 put it on. Have you Um, ever thought? Wait, what about what about Wheel of Fortune? Maybe that's what I'll watch. The only live show, to watch on. show I watch is Watch What Happens Live. Vanderpump. <laughs> <laughs> only this year. And um, Watch What Happens Live. No, like I also or Beverly Hills when it was like Erica Jean and it was crazy. HBO. HBO definitely tuning in live. I mean, appointment um, television is a fluctuating phenomenon. What is part of your appointment television is it's it's an important designation to be appointment television no i suppose yeah it's gotta be you gotta be really like you really need to command the world's attention yeah agree for us to like sit on our couches all at the same time but i love that feeling I me really too love it. me so too it's fun. like you're united yeah with i love all the it. other people who love hbo <laughs> yeah i agree i love it um speaking of hbo can we please discuss the the latest news in the idol our least favorite show so they announced, HBO has announced, The Idol is cutting their season short from six episodes, which were previously announced, to five episodes, meaning that the next episode that's coming out on this Sunday is the finale. I've never heard of a show of five five episodes unless it was like a miniseries and it was like with Kate Winslet or something, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So it's Mildred Pierce. <laughs> Sam Adams, John Adams, <laughs> Sam Adams. It's it's interesting that they haven't um that they've cut the season, but they haven't announced that they're not doing a next season. And when there were rumors, rumors that they weren't going to have a next season, they actually said that no, we didn't say that. So they're expressly saying there's not not, not a second not season. A season. <laughs> But they're cutting it. I have a feeling that may, that maybe they think that if there can be the okay, here's what I've watched it now since our last conversation. I watched it like pretty and you're up to soon date. after, and up to date. Yeah. I watched episode four, which is what we're at right now, and I think it's gotten a lot better since. I mean, first of all, my expectations were on the floor, so yeah. we only had to exceed that. They were, but they were they were the lower level. <laughs> They were in the lower level. Absolutely. By the way, I saw Ramona Singer on the street yesterday. You're the first person I told. I completely forgot to tell anybody. Oh my God, where? What? What was she doing? walking on Third Avenue. Um, walking. 
like, that was it. What was um, she was, was like kind of doing notable? her Ramona Waddle, yeah, yeah, with like a bag on her shoulder, <laughs> you know, on her shoulder, on her elbow, like in her the crook of her arm, you she's, know, right? That's where she holds it. Yeah, um, she's back from St. Bart's or wherever they went. Must have been, yeah, because what's their names were in our office yesterday, Sonia and Luann. Oh yeah, that was the best. Yeah, they went to Roni Row. Sonia stood in Sonia's townhouse, which is one of the names of our um, phone booths in our office. And Lou, Luann, stood in the the lower lower level level. phone booth. Reluctantly. I love it. (laughs) Sidetrack. Okay. So (laughs) my expectations for the idol were really, really low. And honestly, like the last episode, episode four, I thought was good. Like, what about it? (laughs) I liked that there was sort of a a subversion of expectations about the characters. Right. For one second (laughs) of the whole episode. Like you're talking about how like. Spoilers. Okay. Spoiler. Spoiler. You're talking about how like the, the character Troy. Xander. Xander. Yeah. yeah, Says that actually she's the manipulator and she's manipulating you. Right. That, that part, that part. And then combined with other elements, which were, her calling her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, but that sex scene was so fucking, like, so unnecessary. I, I Well, I'm not talking, look, I have already baked in the bullshit sex scenes, the obsession with Lily Rose Depp's nipples. Yeah, like I the really nipples. don't. In, I kind of just, like, go on my phone during, like, this, those, that shit. When he was, like, think, spoil, fingering her in front of everyone while she was recording, Ugh. I was, like, I was, I just, like, wasn't looking. So like, cringy. I mean? Like, I feel... I don't want because, okay, this is now what I've concluded about this show. The show was originally supposed to be directed by a woman named Amy Simetz, and it was supposed to be this dark comedy. And I think that what actually happened is what people say allege happened, which is that Sam Levinson took over and he turned it into this like into this like kind of porn fantasy with really bad writing and sort of like no clear plot and the actors are clearly doing the best they can. So I felt that last week's episode was better because you do see glimmers of what the original show was supposed to be. Yeah. And I, I, I get that. I'm enjoying that. But <laughs> so I'm, like so the glimmers, the glimmers, like when it's kind of when there are funny lines, when that guy, Mike Dean came, that was like all very kind of yeah s- stupid and funny. And like if, if you didn't, if there wasn't such a waste of time on like the gratuitous sex that doesn't actually serve a purpose for developing the characters, I think it really would be a could have been a good show. So my thought is that maybe they're trying to like finish this season in a more like open ended place so they can right. see what the audience reception is to see to episode five. And then they can like maybe think about how they're going to if they will do a season two, who would do it and then what could become of it? Because I think people see that there's a lot of potential. The yeah. acting is really good. The cast is really good. And most of the cast. Yeah. With the exception of. <laughs> right. I mean, everyone but the weekend is really good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, it was it was a difficult. I don't know. There was like too much going on in the last episode and it was just like so all over the place. And it just got to like the problem that I have, even with like, yeah, sure, there's glimmers of what's supposed to be good. But even like the stuff that is supposed to be good, they get to it in such like a quick 
hasty manner that it doesn't make much sense. It just doesn't hit in the same way. Like even her going to, we talked about this the last time that she would suddenly fall for this guy. Okay, whatever. We're finding out maybe now that actually she was maybe using him a little bit, but then also is kind of distraught or feels betrayed when she finds out that the the other girl, D- Diane, yeah, set like she was set up a bit, but then you also find out that she's sort of lying in her past, and then the way that they get to it is just like sort of very quick, and it's not like built up at all. And then, like, she just calls her ex-boyfriend, and then the weekend just suddenly breaks down. Like, he can't handle it. Like, as if he, you know, like, somebody who does plays this game the way that he has, seemingly with so much confidence and power and takes over her life, he just breaks down in, like, a millisecond. (laughs) You know, like, that to me is, and then you see in the next episode, he's completely lost it. Like, the previews, like, that is just happening too quickly, and it's just, like, a joke. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes it doesn't no, it's it's terrible. It doesn't make any sense. It is a technically terrible show. Yeah. Like it is like, you know, it's like the people it sucks. They have really, really good musicians really see, as actors though. Like they're real yeah. legit mu- musicians. The one that who was I singing like. about her heroin addiction was really great. She's really good. They're they're all really good musicians. It's such a sad thing because you do see how like all the pieces were there, if not for the weekend and Sam Levinson, everything else could have. Yeah, it feels like it could have worked. But okay, I'll tell you why I thought it was interesting. Because so where the whole setup is like this guy's taking advantage of her, the the weekend is taking advantage of her. He is, you know, she's in a weak spot. She is. And he's the one who is messed up and taking advantage of her. Yeah. But what I think, honestly, it sort of implies is that like she wanted to put herself in a vulnerable seeming position for some particular reason. And I think that she like let herself seem that she was being taken advantage of. And the question is like, why did she do that? Cause you know, when she was like talking into her phone and she was like, I was, you know, she was coming clean about her abuse. Pretty well. Like it was good. It was like she was so okay to do that. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. Like it makes me think that her whole thing is like, oh, I should make it seem like this guy is taking advantage of me to achieve unclear because we don't know yet. Yeah. Unachieve unclear. And also maybe the writers don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no clue. Um. Yeah. I it, I think that they, yeah, I don't know. I, I remember in like the preview of the, the season before it started, it was like, who's gonna, like, is he playing her or is she playing him? And it was like, that to me sounded like an interesting take, but they, it's just so quick that it just is whatever. And then also the boyfriend scene, I just couldn't get over how like long and no chemistry, (laughs) that they had no chemistry. It was just sort of meh. I thought Um, they seemed like more comfortable sure but the sex was was i was just like watching and i was like all right like how many more nipples this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around different stressors big and small 
When we keep them buttoned up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. Not only are they offering you an unbiased opinion, they're also professionals in the field and they know because you could be going through something and you'll have someone to talk through it, but you could also not be going through something. Things might arise and you don't even realize something is bubbling up. I'm really good at identifying it now, but when I was like very early in my therapy, I didn't really realize I had anxiety or it was really affecting my life. And I figured that out with a therapist and I realized how it was affecting my life. And it was just such a great experience. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Interesting things I also want to talk about and just like that and the sex in that. Yeah. And has anyone stopped to think just because we can show the sex, does that mean that we should show the sex? Like I wonder, and then I'm like, okay, what, am I just a prude? Like why do I not want to, but like, then I could just watch porn. But it's like, <laughs> sometimes I feel that it just doesn't necessarily like and then do it got anything. Me thinking. <laughs> and then it got me to thinking. Sometimes it just feels like it's not necessary. Like no, they're almost definitely... showing it for just because they can. Shock or wanting to show it or feeling like sex positive. Everyone. Like, but sometimes it feels like it's just being shoved down my throat. Right. So I was trying to think like, what's an example of a time when I thought that it was like that a sex scene is like a good sex scene. Like, I'm glad that it was in there. A good sex scene. Um, Titanic. Yeah. Good. But that was like really PG. I think this is a good thing for people to tell us what sex scenes they thought that they were good. It's hard for me to think about them off the top of my head, but there are definitely like, obviously movies have so much in them, but I think it's like it's a because a lot of the times when there's sex on a show, usually it's for women, and a lot of the times, like you have they they have to create like the buildup of what about this is sexy, and usually for women, like besides porn, like actual porn, it's like the emotional buildup or the passion of it. And, um, and that adds to the, the sex of it all, but like right. this, there's no buildup and therefore it just feels icky. Well, I guess it, okay. I guess normally it's like, okay, we want to, you want to show chemistry and attraction between characters. Okay. You don't need like two minutes of sex for that to be achieved in a 40 minute show. 45 you know where show. there was a wild sex what? scene? Where? It was in the movie Blue is the Warmest Color. They built up so much, like, sexual tension between the two of them. And um, it was also a scene between two women, and it was a very long scene. And so I think that was, like, part – it was part shocking, but all, but it actually was sexy because it was, like, you're just, like, you wanted it to happen. Like, you felt the tension. So, like, when you don't want something to happen, and it's obviously – and they're telling you you want this to happen, there's, like, a disconnect between, like, the audience – and the actors. And when it doesn't make any sense, <laughs> right. you're just like, all right, like, why the fuck do I, like, 
I didn't sign up for it. <laughs> right, right. You're like, like I, I didn't if I would have watched porn if I wanted. <laughs> right. I, I, I think, yes, I totally see your point when it's like, okay, this is doing something for the story to make you feel a certain way about that has to do with the writing. Because also I think there's a lot of sex scenes where it's not, I'm not even talking about like only like romantic sex scenes where it's like, sometimes you'll have characters having sex and like the talking around it or how it stops or how it starts is key to the point. And in this situation, like none of that feels really like yeah. the point. In And just like that, I think that they added all this sex because sex is in the name of the original show. Yeah. So like they want to bring it back and maybe because like Samantha's not in it, they, they're like sort of banging it on our heads. Um, like, the, yeah, do I need to see Che? And fucking Miranda. Do I need to see Miranda like going down on Che? Like I was, I just, do I need to? Do, like, do I? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're trying to say like, oh, we push the boundaries. In every sex. episode. <laughs> I just, I mean, there's only been two. I just exactly. feel that they, <laughs> I just feel that they, it's, I mean, sure. I, but I, I don't know. Did they always have as much like. Just it's just like do do you do you need do you need it <laughs> do do I I it's like um, they are forcing us to like sort of say like okay yes this is sexy but the problem for me is not really just like the scenes it's just like the lack of chemistry they have like they have in in those scenes like it just feels so robotic and. Doesn't I don't feel anything when I'm watching it, and therefore I'm just like, why? <laughs> I don't feel anything when I'm watching the show in general, to be honest with you. Oh, and no. just like that, like I don't, I feel this like almost some nervous funny, energy beneath the surface lines. of like, am I laughing because this is funny, or am I laughing because I like hate it so much? Like I can't because <laughs> it's so bad, <laughs> right? I can't. I mean, okay, this brings us to our next topic, and just like that, um, it's I'm not really enjoying it that much i mean it's i'm not watching that closely because i'm not that interested but it just feels like a bunch of almost like soap opera with better lighting scenes shot and cut together that don't even necessarily have characters who know each other that well the the fun the worst part of the show was che's stand-up <laughs> <laughs> i didn't watch it Oh my god. Evan Ross Katz also posted like a clip of like the last like you know the the close out joke and it was about why don't I read it to you just so everybody can really feel feel what I feel and what I think most people feel. Make sure it's you like, do the delivery, you know. Oh, I will. <laughs> don't you worry. Yeah. The best part is like the show is trying to make Che out to be this hilarious, hilarious comedian who has their own sitcom, right? Che Pasa. And it's just not that. <laughs> it just isn't, in brackets, uproarious laughter. And then, and then Che's like, ah, oh, man, I am so lazy in LA. No one walks anymore, you know? It's like yesterday I took an Uber from my bathroom to my bedroom. And then in brackets. Audience loses their minds with fits. 
<laughs> Almost that is funnier than the joke. And then, wait, and, then Che, and then Che goes, wait, Che goes, yeah, it was way too expensive. More laughter. And that is my time. <laughs> wait, I have to tell you, I saw that on Twitter like a hundred times before I even watched the show. And I, so it didn't even like phase me when I actually watched it because I had already seen it be roundly mocked. Uh-huh. One thing I did think was funny was all were all the conversations about the podcasting about how she didn't want to read the ad for the vagina stuff. Oh, I loved that. That was so funny. And then and then the producer comes in and she's like, this is not the podcasting heyday of 2021. And then like our other producer said that his kids or something did he say? Like he said something about his wife, but like she wasn't he wasn't even married. There just wouldn't be this much talk about like an ad. Like, you know, you would sort of compromise on the, co- like the fact, okay, this was the best part because we obviously have experience in podcasting. Um, when the guy producer comes over to her house and says he downloaded Final Cut Pro to write. <laughs> Why? Like to me, that is the funniest. You can use Google Docs. Like you don't need Final Cut to write an ad. And I lost my fucking mind when I saw that because that's how stupid it was. And like, okay, if Carrie as the host does not want to read it the way that it's written, her what she said, I like that part. I was like, this just doesn't sound like me. This just wouldn't be coming out. She like cares about herself and she cares about the ad. So that to me, I was like, oh, great. What are they going to do with this? Oh, my God. They absolutely obliterated it. And now she's like questioning herself, like going to dinner and being like, why am I so uncomfortable with talking about my vagina? It's just so like, right. no, you wouldn't be like talking about this with like your therapist or friends. You would just no. sort of laugh, laugh about it. Be like, haha, guess what? This like copy was my ad. Like that to me would have been just like way better than this like stupid fucking setup. <laughs> yeah, no, it was right. They, they took that way too far just as a, it would have been funny if they just left that like one beginning scene. Yeah. Cause that was, was good. It was like the plot. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, never is it the plot. Do people think that the plot of our lives is worrying about if we say vagina in an ad? Is that is that what people think the life of a podcaster is? Exactly. Like that's that's what's funny is like the whole like everything about the podcast is just this is, you know, we hook up after the podcast. I, that's I like I mean. it's like soap opera y. Like yeah. wh- what? <laughs> I liked, though, the real like the realistic conversation of her saying, like, what? I would never say something like this. And I was like, oh, we yeah. can talk about this on the show. And yeah. then they just like totally just he's coming over to help rewrite it. Like, oh, my <laughs> God. Like, that would never like. No, never. You, never. You would, In New York you, City, the traffic. <laughs> no, like. He would go and be like, oh, no problem. We go talk to our ad team and like, we'll we'll come up with some copy and like, we'll run something by you. No big deal. And <laughs> like, right. you, like the end. <laughs> right. It's so funny how I wonder how Carrie's podcast does. Like, where do you think it? I wish there was one like a. A fake companion podcast. Ugh, I would love it. I would love it. They just needed uh, the show is not funny. Like, it's just not funny. It's not supposed to be funny. No. Even the comedian in the show is not funny, clearly. No, no it's um, just background noise. It's yeah. fine. I like the yeah. closets. Yeah. The Eight. Charlotte and the real deal. 
like yeah. Lily sold all her clothes. Like that was yeah. that's that's kind of funny, I guess. Ish clever. I liked when Rock says, I won't be party to upholding the patriarchy and the heteronormative standards of beauty. And then Charlotte goes, I totally understand and applaud, but just for today. <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah. to me, it was like kind of a funny conversation. I I absolutely I kind of liking Charlotte the most out of everybody. Yeah, in the show. I think she's the most watchable. Yeah. And it was, I also really liked the background of the show where Charlotte, the actress, I forget her name. Kristen Davis. Yes. Thank you very much. She's like vocal about the fact that it really upset her that all the people were like coming after her fillers and all this stuff. Um, I don't know what she said around it. I, maybe I don't like what she said after where she was like, people need to Is that be a more conversation open. again. Yeah. That was a conversation last year. She's brought it up again. So we're going to do that again? Yeah, because I think she looks like she has a little bit less fillers. It looks less extreme. She does. Um, yeah, it, it looks good. Um, I thought you were going to say she'd said something about um, having – she had kids. She had her first kid, I think, in her 40s, and now she's in her 50s and she had her second kid. Um, she, and so she had made, like, a statement about how she was, like, happy that they had come at that time in her life. I don't know. I think it was on, like, E! News. I don't remember that, but it was like yeah. last. It was this week at some point. Oh man, this show. I mean, I want to keep watching, but I'm not excited to. Spring has sprung, and that means it's time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, new warm weather bedding, flight for that summer getaway. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code BETCHES when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code BETCHES. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code BETCHES. If you're looking for simple but quality products for your five-minute makeup routine or want full-face glam that'll stun on a night out, Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards. It's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. My long standing favorite, as you already know, is their mascara. But my favorite thing about Thrive is that they also support communities that we care about and do their best to give back. And while you know how much I love their mascara, right now I am loving their new Brilliant Eye Brightener. It is a highlighter stick made to brighten and open up your eyes, giving you an instant eye lift. You just apply it to the inner corner of your eyes to look rested and effortless. You can also use it as an eyeshadow for a perfect daytime glow or use the metallic shades for an easy smoky eye. It goes on very easily, making it easy to blend any of the 16 shades. Perfect for a five-minute makeup or a full face glam. Spring is a great time to refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. And right now you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com betches. 
That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash Betches for 10% off your first order. All right, let's talk about some real celebrities, not about a TV show that is scripted poorly. Um, (laughs) Several TV shows that are scripted poorly. (laughs) Jennifer Lawrence was on Watch What Happens Live um, because she's a big Vanderpumper. Andy interviewed her. She looked fucking beautiful. She did. Epic appearance overall. Stunning. Um, Oh, stunning. Um, (laughs) She said, apparently Andy asked her about the rumor that she hooked up with Liam and cheated. And in the video, she says, not true, total rumor. But she did say that she and Liam did kiss one time, but it was years after they had broken up. He brings up the rumor because a lot of fans think Miley Cyrus was shading her in the Flowers music video. Oh. By wearing the gold dress, which was like reminiscent of Jennifer Lawrence's Hunger Game premiere look, whatever. Can't wear a gold dress? Can't wear a gold dress anymore? She says, Jennifer Lawrence says that I I just assume it was like a coincidence. Here's the thing, though. If you watch it in the clip, Mm -hmm. she gets a little awkward and maybe because she's uncomfortable. Because it is awkward. Saying that like she did make out with him. But like I was reading all the comments and everyone's like, liar. Lying, 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 not, didn't buy it, didn't buy it, bad acting, like, it's just, it's not great. And I sort of felt that way too. It just didn't, it didn't seem like she was, it sounded like she was sort of covering it up a little bit. Okay, maybe, maybe, but I would, my, my, um, my plan, I guess, if I were really to, want to go look into that would be that I would then go like read a bunch of like threads and old blinds and rumors yeah, and all rumors. types of things. And the timeline. And the timeline. Like I would go explore the actual facts of this time rather than like base it on her reaction. Her reaction. I agree. I didn't look at it in past this. Right. Right. Because her reaction, like I see a million reasons why that could have been so mm-hmm. awkward. Like in your mind, you're probably thinking about a million things like it's like a high pressure question I think maybe she might have been awkward because she did admit that she made out with him like maybe she's like oh shit should I not have said that I don't know right right like she's Um, going probably and then like because she said it was years after they'd broken up but the timeline doesn't like make that much sense so I don't know Maybe, yeah, maybe it was after the first time they'd broken up. I don't, I don't know. Maybe we do like a timeline deep dive and, and maybe we can back. report back. Yeah, we can try to circle back. Did you also see in that interview that Jennifer Lawrence kissed Andy? And yeah. then she was like, the she asked show. him if, she asked him if like, did it move? Meaning like his dick. <laughs> yeah, he said he was like bone hard. <laughs> yeah, that's really, I mean, you know, Jennifer Lawrence is hot, you know. She is hot. Um, yeah, it was really, it was, I couldn't tell if they like planned it and then they were like sort of setting it up for it to happen because she said like, oh, you kissed, who did she, he kissed John Mayer. Yeah. Um, and it almost felt like a setup and he was like, I would kiss you. And she's like, like right now, like it was just sort of set up, <laughs> but it was, I don't know. that doesn't seem that set up as to me as, I mean, who knows the whole thing could have been scripted. I know. Right. Finally, some good writing. Um, (laughs) Speaking of Watch What Happens Live legends and Bravo fans, John Hamm is married. 
He is married at 52 to his former co-star, Anna Osceola, who was 35. They got married this past weekend. They got married in Big Sur, which is actually where they filmed the final scene of Mad Men, you know, where he's like sitting on that like hilltop meditating. And basically she so she played the woman who greets him at that retreat. Mm-hmm. And now they're married. And now they're married. So, but, but interestingly, he was with Jennifer West Felt. Is that how you say her last name? Yeah. Um, who is a pretty funny actress. She's in a lot of things. He was in a relationship with her 18 years. There was like their whole relationship was based on the fact that they were, you know, a partnership. They didn't need to get married. They didn't want to have children. That was the whole spiel, the public spiel. And then they broke up. And it was always about like how they just marriage wasn't for them. And then here he is, well, the younger lady. Well, maybe. <laughs> getting mar- married. <laughs> yeah. I get older, but your lover's. Stay, Stay my age. <laughs> we could anyway. probably sing that every episode we about really a do. new couple. We should literally. have that as a segment. Oh we my god! Make yeah. it a segment. The Taylor Swift. I'll get older, but your lover. Stay lover's my stay age. Yeah. Man of the week. Uh huh. Sponsored by Coca-Cola. Taylor's version. Coca-Cola. <laughs> um. Yeah. So she. So it was a star-studded event. Paul Rudd, Larry David, Tina Fey, Brooke Shields. Is like, this the one? Is this the wedding where? Is this like where that um, that viral photo of Larry David DJing is coming from? Did you have you seen that? No, but I'll assume yes. Oh my god! Like, hold on, let me show it to you. Can someone confirm? You don't follow any um, curb accounts. <laughs> I follow all the curb accounts. I don't know why that hasn't come up for me. Here, here. Instagram has been feeding me random stuff more than people I follow, like a lot. If have you noticed that? Yeah, I think this was at. Um, oh yeah 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 oh that's so fucking funny like dj how have i missed that it's so oh my gosh i've been i've been distracted with with things things. um but it seems really it's that seems like a really fun wedding and i'm sorry to jennifer westbelt i hope that that was not a hurtful moment for her i mean they broke up a really long time ago how long um, i feel like they were a while okay it's it's been a while since they broke up but okay. it was just like one of those things that like, okay, it's nice. You have a partnership. You know, you're not getting married. You're both like, you know, age appropriate for each other. <laughs> and then well, maybe he really didn't want to marry because he said he wasn't going to marry. And then when they broke up and to be with this new woman, Anna, maybe she was like, no, I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to do this. So if you want to be with me, we're doing it. Right. Kind of thing. Right. That's well, what I mean, though. Like, <laughs> Right. Yeah, no, who knows? Maybe she, maybe Jennifer didn't want, is the one who didn't want to get married and she's the one who didn't want to have kids. You know, we never know. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competition for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios in Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant nearly 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitor are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. 
I'm Betcha's co-founder, Aileen, and as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western, Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off-white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm gonna wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E dot com, that's L-E-E dot com to shop spring looks now. But speaking of the Taylor Swift, I'll get older, but your lovers will stay my age segment, we actually have a Taylor Taylor Swift update. Okay, so she, Speak Now Taylor's version is coming out in about 10 days. And when she um, had her concert this past weekend, she played Dear John as one of her surprise songs. Mm -hmm. And she asked her fans to be nice to him online after the album comes out. Because Speak Now is openly about him. There's the song Dear John. Mm -hmm. And there's just a lot. So much of the album is so clearly about him at the time that they dated. And so she basically said... I was hoping to ask you that as we lead up to that album coming out, I would love for that kindness and that gentleness to extend onto our internet activities, right? So what I'm trying to say is I'm putting this album out because I want to own my own music and I believe that any artist that has the desire to own their own music should be able to. That's why I'm putting out this album. I'm 33 years old. I don't care about anything that happened to me when I was 19. Okay. Except the songs I wrote for us to sing together. I'm not putting this album out so that you can go and should feel the need to defend me on the internet against someone you think I might have written a song about 14 billion years ago. I mean, it's like a little over over the top, but also good. Don't. It's good that she said that because I feel like a lot of times, you know, with like Selena and Haley, people say like, tell your fans to stop right. attacking. And I, I think it's good that she did that because she probably knew that it was just going to be brutal and it still will be. It's so woolly, but it's kind of funny because she's talking about it, about a song I wrote 14 billion years ago, but, like, you're releasing the album now. Like, you're still doing it. You're still going to, like, make money off of it. Right. And it's also not someone we think it was about. His name is in the title. You know what's so funny? Because anytime I hear Dear John, I'm like, I think of the movie Dear John, and I'm like, wait, who's in that? And, you know, upon Googling, and I know it's Channing Tatum and Amanda Seyfried, but instead I picture my Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth, which is really the movie The Last Song. (laughs) So I'm like so confused by the time that I have to come back to my original thought where I'm like, wait, Dear John is a song about John Mayer by Taylor Swift. You're just like, what? And it's also hilarious that John Mayer is so relevant right now because he's like everybody I know and their like friends and mother and whoever is at the Dead & Co. show, which was like in New York this last week. My mother, my husband, 
and every, my father-in-law. Every adult. Like, not just, like, kids, you know, kids are <laughs> age, you know, just 34. But um, <laughs> yes. kids are age. <laughs> but, like, like, older adults, like... Like Gen well, X. That's when that that's who the Grateful Dead fans are. I know, but it's funny because it's like there's like the Eras tour and like she's touring and she's about to go international and then she's about to have this album. But he's also relevant. I think his tour just ended though. I think that just finished. That was the end. Yeah, like Andy yeah. Cohen was there. Obviously, Besties. He's in love with him. Yeah. No, I mean, John Mayer plays with like an original Grateful Dead member member of the band who's like 80 he's literally just like yeah yeah i'll get older but your lovers stay my age <laughs> john mayer we don't know who's dating we don't know who he's um, dating i feel like i could see him not being with anyone he gives Raquel. me the vibe like he's just like kind of happy on his own being like single for a while at least at this point mm. although who knows he might want someone no to um no way <laughs> no way I mean, single is not in a relationship. Like public not relationship. Public relationship. I don't mean like they're not seeing anyone. Yeah, he's definitely seeing people. You can't be John Mayer not seeing people. He's too cute. Um, Do you think John yeah. Mayer's cute? I well, technically, he's my hall pass. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but I don't know if he's still my hall pass. Like that kind of evolves for me. I don't it's know if like it's him a anymore. Tall musician. Can I be honest? Yeah. Nice. Arms. Who's funny? Yeah. And like a little funny. unique. But he said some like kind of. Yeah. He's he also uh, has his his shit. Um, but he's also yeah. a very good musician. Yes, that's really. But yeah, that's great guitarist. So yeah, I guess you could say I think John Mayer is cute because. <laughs> <laughs> so in conclusion. Yeah. Um, are we stalking anyone interesting this week? Larry David? Um, no, I'm not stalking him. Um, no, but just to continue on the previous stalk conversation on Kyle Richards updates too. That yeah, let's do that. So Kim Richards' daughter got married in Aspen and like the whole fam is there. Kyle was sitting next to Mauricio. Mm. That said, a lot was to be interpreted by the posting of all family members. Oh, Num yes. Most important thing that was discovered was that it was also Mauricio's birthday. And all of the daughters posted for him. Mm, but Kyle did not. Even at the wedding, Kyle Kyle posted a lot, a bunch of photos. She, yes. You know how when people go to a wedding, usually they take a photo with their significant other? Yeah. Kyle posted a photo of herself standing alone. Alone. <laughs> alone. And was there. Yep. And no, and no happy birthday, Mo. You're, nope. you're the love of my life and father of my ch children. Which is usually what she does. And Alexia yeah. took pictures with both her parents separately. Separately in the same carousel. Two yeah. different pics, solo pics with yeah. the parent. Kyle was sitting next to Mauricio at the ceremony. He was featured in her Instagram story. At one point, she like pans across her yeah. family sitting in the row and he was in that and he like holds up his drink. And that's mm -hmm. all you saw of him. All right. Besides Kyle, though, are you stalking anyone else this week? I am stalking a few people, but I'll tell you a funny story of, of a stalking situation. Okay. So I went to this dinner on last Thursday night hosted by this woman named Emily Tish Sussman, who I have like met, you know, through like 
betcha sup stuff. Mm-hmm. So she had a dinner for like her new season of her podcast. And it was like one of those, you know, assigned seats, long table, very beautiful tablescape situation. Yeah. There was, you know, so everyone's name is on their plate. And next to me mm-hmm. is a woman with a plate table named Kelly. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm like, whatever. Okay. So Emily tells me like, oh, like this is supposed to be for Kelly Ben Simone and she's supposed to, she's supposed to be sitting next to you. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh my God, like cool. And she's like, she confirmed three times today, but for some reason she has not shown up and I'm not sure why she's not coming. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, like that, you know, would have been interesting, but sure. Um, so I'm like, okay. I'm like, that's so weird. Like that she would confirm three times with you and then like not come. And so I go look at her Instagram stories and she's walking a red carpet for a like Britney Spears show, <laughs> like baby one more time or something. Oh my God. And it's like, okay, so this was a double booking situation. <laughs> but it was just funny. Cause it was like, okay, you, I was able to see where she was in the moment. Right. Right. You know, right. That when was really funny. she was there. That's really funny. And just so Kelly, and I'm very excited for Ultimate Girls Trip this season with the New York housewives. They're really pushing New York, the new New York, and like the Bravo clips that they're even posting like on on the Bravo page are not that great. And I'm concerned. Um, But I guess we'll see. Oh, wait, I have a good, um, it's not really a stock, but it was a, I did a short deep dive. Um, into the bear started on Hulu season two. The bear, so fucking good. Okay, first of all, the main guy, what's his name? Lip from Shameless, Jeremy Allen White. Thank you, adorable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the acting was amazing, and they like kind of went in on like the characters, which I thought was actually pretty good. But there's a lot of celebrity cameos in this season, a lot, really good ones. Jamie Lee Curtis, there's one flashback episode, which is highly chaotic, but Jamie Lee Curtis plays the mom, and you must watch it. Okay. I could watch that. It's just, like, it was just such a good episode, like, kind of giving you, like, a window into, like, you know, mental health and how it kind of affects, or some mental illness and how it affects, like, the family at large. And like in different ways, like the different sibling dynamics. It was just like a really good episode. But anyway, the thing that I went in on was in one episode, he's one of the guys like stages with another chef. And the chef is played by the guy from We're the Millers, Meet the Millers. Do you know that movie? Like that guy who has the freckles. His name is Will Poulter. But in this, he was just like British and highly attractive. And you're just like, wait. This is the same guy. Can you everybody Google Will Google Will Poulter bear, the bear? Okay, images. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and then in a new tab, Will Poulter in oh, wow. Where the Millers. Okay. <laughs> Where the Millers. <laughs> Just I'm like look it. at those two things oh my next God. to each How other. Did that even happen. Yeah, did like, he, like I get, know. Like, a reverse eyebrow lift. What or happened? No, his eyebrows are still high. They're up. still wild. But like, what happened? He's also British, Makeup. and like, no, like I think he just kind of grew up and got like jacked-ish. I and, mean, like, it doesn't did his even hair. look like a different facial. Looks like a different facial structure. <laughs> I, know, I know. But 
You know what? Okay, so I went and he's apparently a British guy. And apparently. <laughs> and like, I'm just so excited for him. Really <laughs> and his hot. like appearance. He just like, what a glow up. Good so for him. that was great. Will Poulter, tell us how you did it. <laughs> <laughs> how did you do it? Um, so highly recommend watching the Bear season two, if anything, just for all the great cameos in this season. And I just like love all the restaurant shit. But I love good that. show. Anyway, that's who I stalked. I haven't watched the bear yet, but I feel like I'm missing something that in that I haven't. So maybe I should work on that. Should get should add it to my list, as they say. Yeah, it's an easy binge. Okay, Aileen, who do you want to send to the Caymans this week? Oh my gosh, this week. I'm trying to think. I don't think that we like really went in on anybody this episode, except okay, maybe the people who created the episode of Black Mirror with Aaron Paul and Josh Hartnett, who like really, really fucked me up. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm down. I'm down to do that just because I'm trusting you that it just was really trust fucked me. up. I, okay, I feel like no, now though, I'm like really putting it, I'm really upping everybody's expectations of how fucked up it is. And then you're going to like get to the end and you're like, that was it, Aileen. So like, (laughs) so I just want to lower everybody's expectations back to the floor where expectations should stay for everything and anything. And um, just, uh, you know, this is a topic that is, I feel sensitive about these things. So I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I check think, it out. I, but anyway, I they, don't you, promise, but they're I will going check to the Caymans. I'm <laughs> okay, sorry. They're going to the Caymans. Although maybe not because they brought Josh Hartnett back and I liked his comeback, but um, whatever. We got to pick somebody. <laughs> okay. We're going to pick them. We're going to pick them. Final answer. Okay. okay. So who are we sending hypothetically first class to wherever they want to go? Um, all expenses, hypothetical trip by batches. Hypothetically, who are we sending from the reviews? Okay. I really like this review from KAO905 who has titled it, I get what you're doing here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you, thank you. She goes, I love this podcast and look forward to it every Thursday. To Aileen's comments in the most recent episode, the podcast is great if you just take it for what it is. Three (laughs) friends chatting about pop culture and entertainment. They don't need to have every fact right for it to be an enjoyable listening experience. Just don't don't quote us. Keep doing it, ladies. You make me laugh every week. P.S. As a Philly girl, you can say Philly. Thank you. We really appreciate when you answer our questions in the reviews. Uh So this week, please let us know what sex scene you thought was worth it. Yes, was good. Was just just worth a long watch. You know, or just like not even it doesn't have to be long. It was just like worth what it. It was like well placed. Yeah, like not like so romantic, but like a full sex. Scene. It could be romantic. No, I mean like usually when they do like romance, they don't. They just do the kissing, or they do like like just shots of like skin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than the you full bang. Unfaithful with Diane Lane. Yes, but it was a long time ago. So that had a lot of sex in it, but it it didn't feel like pointless. It felt like hmm. what was necessary to be portrayed for the storytelling. No more, Maybe. no less. I can't remember that. But Diane Keaton recently came up in conversation when I think I was telling maybe Jordana, um, she asked how camp drop-off was when I dropped Mila off and I said that it was great, except I was a wreck and I was driving in my car crying like Diane Keaton and something's got to give. <laughs> Honestly, Eileen, that's aspirational oh my to God, be like Diane Keaton and something's got to give. 
<laughs> you, know what, you know that really, really, really yes, long yeah, scene of her growing? Like yeah, that was me too. in the car. <laughs> yeah. Oh, But I'm good. Today was good. Well, it's funny because, you know, it's appropriate for this reviewer's review because I was previously talking about Diane Lane. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to have every fact right for it to be an enjoyable listening experience, just like KAO said. Yeah, and you can Thank never you, expect K-A-O. me to get any actor's <laughs> name right ever that, again that's not why they're listening that's thank not you why so much <laughs> she K-A-O. gets what we're doing where does she here go? where does she want to go okay she didn't choose a place but i think we could choose one for her um recently i've been jonesing to go to greece so you can go there okay <laughs> i was gonna say we could take her to diane keaton's airbnb and in, in, oh. in the hamptons and diane together. Keaton or diane lane in, in um in floor in where did she go in um, italy tuscany oh yeah let's take let's go under the tuscan sun oh that's a different movie <laughs> the, yeah but yeah, Whatever. totally different. That's movie Diane Lane, Fall. right? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. Do we need to have like a Diane quiz? <laughs> yeah, yes. Next time, next time. I think that's a good idea. Okay. All right. I think this is fun. That is it for this week's at Betches podcast. You can follow me at Aileen. I'm at Sammy. And give us a review. Give us five stars. Tell us which sex scene you liked or hated or whatever. But Give it to us in the reviews. It's fun. I love talking to you guys. We love talking to you guys. And tell us why you like the show. And send it to a friend. And do all of the fun things. And we'll see you next week on the At Betches podcast. At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, Rebecca Sosmacat, and Aliza Zim. Editing by Basilio Perez. Be sure to follow At Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at Betches.com. Betches.